Listen up, parents, you need a break. And you also need to know about Calm Deep Blue, the fastest growing emerging wellness brand online. Because folks behind Calm Deep Blue understand that in order to be better, you need to feel better. That's why Calm Deep Blue's organic CBD sprays and droppers are the perfect thing to give you peace of mind. If you've ever tried CBD, you know that it can taste very strong and bitter. But the folks, the good folks at Calm Deep Blue have solved that problem with flavors like lemon mint and cool mint. They also have a natural flavor. So if you're into strong and bitter or if you're into weak and bitter like Mike, they've got you covered. How, you might ask? Good bloody question. It's called nano emulsification. Fancy word. Here's what it does. They make cannabinoid oil water soluble and then blend it with unique organic flavor profiles. Because it's water-based, it's five times as effective as regular CBD oils, meaning you feel it more faster. So to recap, tastes better, works faster, is more effective, so you can get to your calm faster. They also have a vitamin D3 spray to boost your immune system and defend against viruses. That could come in handy. Tight. The sprays are super convenient and discreet. Slip them in your pocket, carry them wherever you go. Check them out at calmdeepblue.com. Enter promo code BURIED40 for 40, yes, 40% off. That's some serious scratch. Put the savings into crypto. So when your kid asks you what you're doing, you can say, I'm buying CBD online and using the savings to buy crypto. Is that okay with you? Do you know what crypto is? Because I don't, and then hopefully <laughs> your kid can tell you. Shipping to the continental U.S. only. Sorry, Turkmenistan. That's calmdeepblue.com. Calm Deep Blue. Find your calm. Hello, and welcome to the Dad and Buried podcast. As always, I am Dad and Buried, a.k.a. Mike. Usually I say, I never, if I say Mike, a.k.a. Dad and Buried, because that sounds more reasonable. Am I you Dad also say, AKA as Mike? always. You also say, like, always, oh, this is Mike, as always, as if, like, signatures. well, oh, yeah, it's quite a signature. I'm the only one who's here every single episode. You haven't been on for, like, three weeks. So say that, then. Be like, hey, I'm Mike. It's Mike. Me again. I'm here. It's That's I'm only I'm means. the only consistent one. My my partner Peter never's here. Be a fucking flake. But it's okay. Mama Buried has picked up the slack. Especially I'm there's Pete. some uh, there's some uh, Mama Buried marriage stuff that you and I, as close as our relationship is, we are the, so the close. Is not quite the same as with me and Mama Buried. But that's no. ladies and gentlemen, that's Pete. The intimacy level, though, oh, very close. Through the roof. Very, very close. I mean, So yeah. this is Pete, as always, the man with no social media presence. <laughs> Congratulations, Pete. You're, first of all, I wear that badge with pride. You know as, it's looking um, better and better by the day. I mean, guys, not to sort of toot my own horn, but I have a podcast, so fuck it, I'm going to do it. Well, uh, totally here. called, 100% called it in 2007, sitting in that conference room at that large media organization when I was like, dude, this is fucked up. I was tw- I, at the time, I was 28, and I was like, this is fucked up. And um, yay. anyway, I pr- totally predicted an insurrection would happen on the capital of the United States of America. But at uh, what cost? You missed out on Farmville. You couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> poke anybody. Do you know what? I Actually, I was going to say, poking, I think, was where I was like, I got off the boat. I was like, okay, I'm poking people. I'm out. That's it. I'm out. You're lucky because, because social media, as fun and worthwhile as it can be, can obviously be very dangerous and damaging and also very stressful, which is what this episode is about. Not about social media. We've done that. Go back in the archives, people, okay? Um, We're talking about what stresses you out as a parent. What parenting things stress you out? My answer is what doesn't, Um, especially lately. My wife asked me earlier today, she's like, what is this? Something go wrong in your life? And I'm like, no, just my life, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did everything go wrong? Let me, do you have a few hours? Because I'm going to start with the clarinet I'm, I'm gonna start yeah let's start with the high school clarinet i was a high school clarinetter let's just start there let's you know unpack that you know what i don't need the slander I, I dominated that thing anyway look a lot there's lots of stuff that i said to my wife i said like no nothing new has happened you know i'm just generally stressed out some days a little bit more than others lately you and i here in new york we we are waiting to hear or have recently heard where our kids got into middle school and high school. Um, that's just another new thing to worry about on top of everything else. We're going to get into a lot of those. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, when you become a kid, everything gets more stressful. Little things get, you know, more important than they were. Things you never cared about. Suddenly Wait, when you, when you, you beca- when you, when you have a kid or what when, did you I say? Become- when you become a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you become a kid, it's just like, 
you you turn into Tom Hanks. No, that's again, I'm reversing it. Big. I'm you're going, you're Benjamin buttoning it. You do. You I am Benjamin Button. When you become cool. a kid, that movie's terrible, yeah. by the way. Yeah, Robbie David terrible. Fincher's worst movie. At the yeah. end, the little kid has like Alzheimer's. It's really disturbing, actually. <laughs> you know what? That is just like a little kid. Have you ever been around a kid? You're like, dude, you're drunk. Go home. That he story sucks. Who you are? Yeah. Oh it's my really god, that you, you call that a story? It had no development. There was there was just snippets of information <laughs> so coming at yeah. me. Yeah, it was horrible. Anyway, uh, we are gonna later on. A couple of people did say that Benjamin Button really stressed them out. So that's coming up later. Um, but no, there's a lot of things that stress parents out. Um, as I think you understand, you have three kids. We've said from the beginning, you're a better parent than me, merely by the fact that you have an extra kid than I do. Obviously, um, obviously. Therefore, you have a teenager going into of high course. school. Uh, again, obviously. Anytime, look, as as parents, we all know this is the unwritten rule. The goal is to get as many one-up points on your fellow parents as possible. And that's why we had over five children. We only have three now because yes. of, you know, child mortality rates during the COVID pandemic and brushing teeth, and the correlation between the two. Airport, yeah, yeah exactly. Taking, taking trips with your kids and then not listening. So anyway, we're down to three. Um, but it's, you know, it all works out. It's all for the best. Well, you are winning, you are winning the parenting competition, at least between the two of us. Um, uh. and, you know, that's another source of stress. You've got to prove that you're a better parent than all the other parents mm -hmm. around. Right. Yeah. So that's right. I gotta go the opposite way. And I prove like I care less than everyone else. That's <laughs> yeah. a different thing. You gotta, it's, you know, you gotta show how much can you, how little can you care? And I don't think it, anybody's really topping me, um, on that one, which again adds to my stress because the less you care, the worse your kids turn out in a lot of it's, ways. So it's, you know what? It's great because uh, I, I believe, you know, Heather, your your lovely wife and mom and Barry is always saying just that sort of glassy eyed look. Mike, are you, are, is anyone in there? She says to you as you just stare back to her and, and then make those like, what is that sound that you make with like the from the that star movie? Uh, yeah. It's not. So would you call it a Star Wars movie? Yeah, star movie. Think Some kind of. Junior was ever in a Star Wars movie. Okay. Star movie. I said star movie. It could have been Flight Ray of the Navigator. Yeah. We almost watched Flight of the Navigator this weekend. Instead, we watched T2. Did you? Yeah. Tight. You know what I watched? I watched uh, Vacation with Chevy Chase, and uh, guess what? Turns out that there's boobs in it. A lot yeah. of. Them. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and my thirteen-year-old, yeah, my thirteen-year-old daughter was like. Dad, what, wait, 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 Dad, wait, wait, what? You know, because I guess we, we don't watch a lot of shows with uh, boobs in it. I mean, not that, that, but that was the big thing. That was what was so funny. It was, I remember it as being a great 80s movie, yeah. but it's super it raunchy. Still. It's it's super Very raunchy. It's, but, it, but I mean, when did we watch? I mean, I watched that when I was probably 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. times have changed. Times have changed. I know, I know. God, have you yeah. seen the remake with Ed Helms? I haven't. I hear it's terrible. It's I I have. It's I think it's uh, pretty funny. At least at the one I think I'm. It's with Christina Applegate. No, is that the no, one? No, I don't know. I don't think so. Is she in the the vacation remake? That's oh. Anchorman. You're thinking of Anchorman. No, I don't think so. No, 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 no. Christina Applegate and Ed Helms. I don't know. I think so. Oh, and then and then like what's his name? Um, Thor. What's that? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. He's in it. He's in Vacation, the remake? I, uh, or he's in the movie that I'm thinking of where the, the parents the best, go. Probably anyway, listen, let me just describe this movie <laughs> I'm thinking of that nobody has any idea about. It's Chris, mid guys. It's Chris Hemsworth and then this other guy and the two guys. And one guy's talking. The other guy's also talking. And it's wow. great. You it got it. Like totally check it out. Got it. Like a lot of fireworks. It's such a good movie. All right. So wow, that was a five-year-old story if I've ever heard. Well, that's another thing to stress out about is aging and the toll it takes on our minds. Clearly, you have not Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> aging is rapidly approaching my my feeble mind for sure. So we did. It's funny because I, we got a lot of stuff, and there's one sort of glaring omission that uh, that we're going to get into when we get back into the topic tonight. We're talking about parenting stuff that stresses you out or gives you anxiety um, or generally just makes your life miserable. Nobody sent in like just their kids' names, which was good. Like that's what oh, I would have okay. sent in. Yeah. What stresses you out? Oh, Detective Bunch and the Hammer. You know the kids' yeah. name. Instead, they got into some real reasons, and there's one glaring omission, which we're gonna get into when we when we get back right after this. All right. All 
right, everybody. Today I'm the Dad and Barry podcast with my co-host Pete. We're going to be talking about the parenting stuff that stresses you out the most. Quick reminder that you can always watch this on YouTube if you want to comment individually. We'd love you to subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts and like us. Tell your friends about it. Um, Patreon and Anchor. We want you to like us. We do we want, want you to like, like us. us. I don't We're get a lot of validation from my children. I need <laughs> strangers online. You don't even get validation from strangers online because you're not on social media. So. No, no, no. Well, you you have to understand. I love no validation. Yeah. So that's that's you've the gotten most... used to it. You've gotten mm-hmm. used to it. Yeah, I also love being wrong. So that's why I have a wonderful family. You've gotten used to that too. Yep. All right. So before we get started, so we were talking about the parenting stuff that stresses us out. And what I thought was interesting, so now that Mama Barry joins us from time to time or joins me from time to time, I mentioned to you that I want to try to keep um, the episodes we're on a little bit more dad-centric, right? So the Mama Barry stuff, she and I can kind of talk about our household and some of the dynamics of, of mom versus dad and some of that stuff that goes on. When you or I are on, you and I are on, we get back to the, to the, the nuts and bolts, the roots of the podcast, where it's, it's about a couple of dads chopping it up. Um, and this episode I thought was interesting because... I was sort of expecting, I have kind of, so the, 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 the party line is that dads don't really have anxiety the way that moms do. Um, moms will stay up all night with all their anxiety and stuff. And I wrote about this in my blog years ago about like, you know, here's a bunch of shit that like dads have anxiety about. And probably number one on that was like finances and money. And not just in relation to our own lives, but like in terms of like having a family and being able to provide for your family and raise your kids and send them to college and send them to fucking camp, which is coming up. It'll bleed you dry. Right. Um, and all of this stuff. And that is legitimately on any given day, probably a top three uh, like stress trigger for me. Um, and not a lot of people mention it. And I don't know if it's mostly because women and my, I don't I'm not trying to be sexist, but that the reality is that I have 79 percent female listeners look it just comes it comes naturally you don't have to try yeah no i don't have to try they flock to me yeah yeah yeah. Um, and obviously like this day and age moms you know women can't have it all they can have families and they can have jobs they're breaking the glass ceiling left and right even though it's making a huge mess it's making right it's making a mess yeah well see then they clean it up which is amazing (laughs) they can do do all of this Um, is amazing yeah but i thought maybe there would be a little bit more um from moms who would be like the finances bug them too and i swear to god there were like three comments um sarah sorio 88 says she worries about not being able to provide for her kid and not being financially stable again Mm -hmm. this is exactly one of the things that i think about um tk diano said she worries or he again i assume it's a she worries about being unemployed and trying to keep a life i think this is actually a guy trying to keep life normal for the kid i have been unemployed me and mom and barry have a fun game where neither of us we we never have jobs at the same time right (laughs) we go back and forth by accident um and it's really stressful when you don't have some of that income you're counting on. Um, but I was sort of shocked that in this day and age, 2021, more women didn't say that they were concerned about finances. I don't know if it's because, you know, our show is a little bit lighthearted and we like to shit on stuff and it's kind of a little bit of a too heavy thing or what? What do you think it is, Pete? I don't know. Well, I, well, I can't speak, but I do think that that's a real that's definitely a. Uh, still a, cons- a, a very strong driving factor for me, for dads, right. I feel like. And I think obviously moms share in that for sure. But, you know, <clears throat> I think moms have slightly different from what I, my experience, again, from my experience of colleagues that I've worked with um, coming back, you know, after um, after having a kid, you know, the, the anxiety, mm-hmm. right. there, there's yeah. like there, there's different it's it's there's, you know, there's sort of bi- your biology's in full play. Uh, so there's a lot of like emotions and all that kind of thing tied into and guilt tied into leaving oh, your kid right. and coming back. Whereas the dad is like, at least, you know, from my perspective, uh, and like you're saying, you know, you're just like, dude, you know, should I be sending my kids to public school? Should I, should we move? Should I go to a school, like a place with like great, uh, you know, school? Like what's the best thing? My kid's dancing at a great ballet school, but then does that, the other kids suffer for it or, you know, and you have all of this, um, you know, stress kind of goes through your mind and then being, um, you know, being, being, a, a specifically because I'm a, a the, the sole provider, 
um, which is ridiculous. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Our concept of of how we do work in 2021 is full, just totally messed. Why? Because everything else we talk about, like if you any any financial pro- portfolio, uh, excuse me, financial advisor would say. If I came to you and said I'm going to put all my money in one stock, they'd be like, "Dude, you, you're you're out of your mind." So, but but what if I'm like, "Oh, I have one job." People are like, "Yeah, that's that's cool. One job. Oh, yeah." And at any at any point, anyone at any job is six months away from getting fired or just is getting there, let go. Is that fun? And it doesn't matter if you're the CEO. It doesn't matter whatever. You are at any given point, you are six months away from not having a job. It doesn't matter if you've had the best year of your life or the best quarter, best sales, per, whatever. You are six months away from losing your job. I've seen it happen so many times. And my company had uh, layoffs last year and yeah. I survived. And I said yeah. to my boss, or I was having a conversation with my boss, and she's like, the good news is if you survive that, you're good for at least another year. I'm like, oh, cool. A year? Nice. Yeah. Well, th- I mean, but this is it, right? Like our parents, I mean, this is a, this is probably a... <laughs> It's its own topic. But, you know, my dad was going and he was working at companies for like 15, 20 years. I, I, uh, for a brief period, I worked at the New York Times. There were people there that had worked there for 40 years when I was there. And I was like 40 years. Like, I just couldn't even. I mean, like, if you're at a place for for four years, people are like, okay, old timer. I mean, literally, people are like, why are you still here? I have a friend who graduated college, got a job that summer and has been there ever since so yeah 23 years and it's like unheard of it's a total anomaly and not only that but of course the point is is that you know company and it's not just like you have a shitty boss it's not that it's anything can happen your company can be bought your company can be sold whatever the point is is uh is or you you someone new comes in or makes it unpleasant or whatever whatever and the next thing you know you you're 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 gone and so to have a single income is absolutely I, I just I, it's absolutely insane so that was uh, a very that was a very deep and detailed answer about like the okay. stress yeah. and anxiety between men and women i was just gonna say i think it's because men are from mars oh uh, yeah 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 that's what i thought the problem yeah was. you 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 were gonna be like hey pull my finger and let some gas out and then be like dad's I did, I did that to one of my kids recently and i was not proud of it not proud really of it. i try to stay away from like the the really stereotypical dad joke stuff especially okay all right so obviously finance is huge topic at least to me and to you and and presumably to 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 men or at least the people that are the ones basically being the providers and in a lot of cases it is a little bit more of a 50 50 split um but it turns out most of the listeners on our podcast are stuck in the 50s so (laughs) most of these women aren't too concerned about that um another big concern especially this day and age is health um, you know, obviously, you know, I almost met, I almost put in the question because on Instagram, I post the topic and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. I almost put like, let's stay away from like the hardcore obvious stuff like, you know, death and dying. You're bringing me down. I'm trying to keep it light. I'm not trying to yeah. do that. But obviously, a bunch of people did say, you know, they get stressed out. But I thought Christy Lynn 13.1 or 13 had an interesting point. She said she stresses when her kids get sick because she's worried that she caused it. She's like, even if it's a toothache, she's like, did I do it? Is it my fault that oh, I neglect wow. And I think that that speaks to the guilt that a lot of moms have. Um, I think dads have some of that too sometimes. Not so much like, did I cause it? But like, you know. Is anyone going to find out? Or is anyone going to find out? That's really. Yeah. Does anyone find out that it's actually, it happened on my watch? Is anyone going to find out that my, my, my wife is poisoning my daughter so that she would get more attention herself Munchausen by proxy the sixth sense you didn't recognize it I did I did you didn't even first of all it's Munchausen but also you just Munchausen (laughs) well sometimes it was known that the 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 priests and abbeys were doing it too so get it monks no that was horrible let's move on god damn frustrating so um so you and I both have kids. You have a kid who has a uh, seizure sometimes, and I have a kid who has ADHD. Obviously not the same thing, but it, it does put you in a position where you're the one who knows kind of what your child needs, whether it's health-related or, you know, mental health-related or something like that, and you have to advocate for your kid, not just dad, not underscore just underscore dad says that he's constantly stressed out about having to advocate constantly for his deaf kid. 
because that's something that not oh, wow. stand. There's not always going to yeah. be a lot of service. You got to make sure like, is my kid being accounted for service wise at school right. and all this kind of shit. And that can be pretty isolating. Um, M. Chechia Zolina said unvaccinated kids. So that was something that came up. Obviously, it's 2021. We are hopefully uh, on the other side of the pandemic and starting to slowly emerge. Um, but a lot of people did discuss, you know, pandemic related fears and not just health wise, not just, you know, my kids aren't vaccinated, but, yeah. you know, mask restrictions have been lifted and that makes me nervous. Um, you know, what if my kids get sick? You know, is it is it COVID? Is it whatever? Yeah. But also. Did it happen? Did it happen while I was watching them again? Just honestly, if you could just if you could just wait till your mom comes here and then let her know that you have COVID, that would be so great. Okay. You think if anybody gave it to me, mom, it was you. And then you can you yeah. And then basically as a dad, you'd be like, what'd you do? Like Chris Farley. Yeah. And then you find out who did it. Yeah. You throw some fists like Liam Neeson taken right. You have a particular set of skills. (laughs) <laughs> throwing fists yeah exactly. <laughs> at viruses that can't feel them yeah. so but a bunch of people did say and this was something that i think um stresses me out as well especially with a five-year-old who has a bit of a speech delay is kids falling behind because they're not in class they're not in-person learning um we are inadequate teachers for these kids what are they are they learning what they should be learning like my fifth grader or my five-year-old is going from pre-k into kindergarten and his pre-K year is essentially a wash, right? Like hardly yeah. any socialization. You know, yeah. my wife and I aren't equipped to to keep a kid occupied for an hour, let alone teach him for a day, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of people said the Brit Britlin J said she's making she's trying to make sure her five-year-old is doing well in school. That stresses her out because she's a horrible teacher. Christina Clayton says she's stressed out about how behind her kids are because they're not being taught in class. We've talked about this before. Yeah. It's a very different thing when you're at home and your mom is running art class and all that kind of stuff. And I think it does have parents stressed out. Yeah. And I also think I think there's a, another one coming in here. But um, uh, I really do think that there's there's a there's a pretty big toll, I mean, especially with the older kid. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. I think there's going to be there's going to be a, a toll with with. You know, the the other half of this pandemic that hasn't really been fully documented yet will be the mental. For sure. Uh, state uh that's that's been that's been really hard i mean look it's just been really hard to 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 deal with for everybody you know what i mean you're at home you're dealing with everybody all the time it's what's the saying absence makes a heart grow fonder well if that's true then holy shit dude the opposite has to also be true which is if you're stuck in a fucking place with somebody i don't want to ever look at you i mean literally my my six-year-old was sitting next to me his his arm was touching my arm and i was like i i, I like i so i moved my arm a little bit in and then i realized that he's like just trying to be next to me i go listen i i need you to not touch me right now i don't need anyone touching me okay can i can you just can you back off please okay i'm just gonna that's it i just want to watch this movie quietly and not have anyone touch me touch not my skin you, you understand i don't need I anyone talk. touching my skin when I'm watching a movie. Well, yeah, well, exactly. Movie, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't <laughs> care. Anyone in my house. I don't want anyone touching anything. That's how fucked up I am now. I'm just so, totally. So yeah. I was going to save this for later, but somebody did mention um, Melanie underscore X said she mentioned she stressed out by the physical fighting between her kids who are brothers. Um, and I'll have to say that like my kids relationship, 10 and five, they are at each other's throats more than ever just even like over the past couple of weeks yeah. i just think the proximity that you're talking about like the no escape um it just it just takes a toll and it adds up and adds up so another blogging mother said that she's most stressed out about how the bad how bad this pandemic has fucked her kids up like socially and mentally she's like my kids won't let anyone touch them without immediately like running to hand sanitizer right right like, the anxiety and in my house you know for, my wife had it right she was isolated for a month so my kids were up close and personal with in a way that not every kid was. And, you know, we're still very, you know, keeping our masks on, even though you can take them off. Cause my wife, the drugs, the other drugs she's on make the vaccine less effective. So she's still at risk. And who knows if the people who aren't wearing masks are actually vaccinated. So right, we're right. staying cautious and my kids, you know, the anxiety, like they're aware of it. Even the five-year-old who maybe doesn't necessarily 
understand it the same way. He internalizes it. Like, he knows to keep his mask on. Yeah. hand sanitizer. He's worried about, like, you know, exposure and that kind of stuff, too. And that just that anxiety for them. Yeah, you're going to be unpacking that for a while. Well, I mean, that's the other thing, right? I mean, my, you know, I'm, I was explaining to my kids, you know, it's actually okay because we're in New York. I'm like, look, it's okay to be outside with not, – not at school, but, you know, on the weekends you can you can put your mask down. And it's actually I'm, – I'm telling them to do that. Uh, why? Because it, we actually have to kind of break ourselves from that yeah. mold. Like we, we can't continue to go – like – my even my 13 year old just got her first shot so like it's we're really on the other side of this we can't be living in this forever we follow the data the data is looking great so let's start moving that way and making sure that we're like living our lives in that way um but the, they're so conditioned to the mass that even my uh my six-year-old will be out in the lobby of our apartment building or you know he'll go out he'll come out of our, our front door and he'll be like my mask and like as if like yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. like total recall and he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger like my mask and he's got like his hand over and I'm like ah oh, dude you know first you're of all fine. that move yeah. you're you're doing a horrible job your eyes have to bulge yeah uh your Arnold is awful um so let's work on that a little bit okay dude so it's funny you brought up total recall because what this situation reminded me of was the movie Days of Thunder so we all need to kind of get back and and start living less afraid and in days of thunder cold trickle is an unstoppable force in, in, in racing stock cars and, and then his friend he gets in a big smash up what do they call him in nascar a big uh i crash. think they i think they call it the uh copy to top gun but just yes, in cars yes. well his, the exact his movie rowdy, right. rowdy gets a concussion and potentially brain damage from the crash he doesn't die like gusto spoiler alert he doesn't die like gusto it's not exactly like top gun pete okay yeah but, but he's not quite the same is he especially with that cole drooling. needs to get his mojo back and he needs to not be scared and he's still scared and he's very timid until the last race the the daytona 500 he sees another wreck and he speeds through it and when he survives that one guess what he's back in action he takes down russ wheeler for the victory Yes. You, what an amazing recap of Just a like very that. mediocre movie. It's a fun uh, movie. Fun fact, uh, Davis Miscavige uh, of Scientology fame, I think, was famous for, like, being with Tom Cruise on the set of that movie. For, like, every scene, he was like... Is his wife still missing, though? That's what I want to know. Oh, of course. Last scene playing basketball somewhere. So that was an unbelievable... Um, analogy i think for us you know getting back congratulations mike you did it and that was an amazing segue to congratulate yourself on an amazing story um so yeah we talked about uh i have not shown my kids days days of thunder unfortunately i probably should but i did show them t2 which brings us to our next anxiety bad parenting so a lot of people are worried that they're messing up their kids i clearly don't care that much i showed my 10 year old Terminator and Terminator 2. There's lots of violence in those movies. Um, but it is, if you're not worried that you're screwing up your kids, then you're probably not parenting all that much because it's on every parent's mind. And you're not going to know, we've talked about this before, you're not going to know for like 30 years if anything you did was right or wrong. Um, but you're constantly questioning everything you do. Um, Sal underscore Ender said it, said it very, very, very eloquently. She said, Am I fucking them up? And uh, my short answer is yes. And I think that there's no way around it. We're all fucked up one way or another um, to different degrees um, from a lot of different angles. But our yeah. parents that definitely contribute. Do you worry about uh, your bad parenting being the reason that your kids will fail in life? Yeah, absolutely. It's the reason I started this podcast with you is to basically try and figure out why I'm so bad at it, uh, how I can be better at it and um really well yeah exactly it's just to really also make myself feel a little bit better every week (laughs) i'd be like oh wow yeah yeah i do lower the bar although i didn't show my kids the original vacation because you know (laughs) yeah there's like unbelievable nude nudity and uh, drug paraphernalia in there so fruitish 1983 worries that she hasn't done enough to help her kids be happy and well-functioning as adults um, and she worries about too much screen time. And again, like these kinds of things, it's the same, sort of the same thing. Like, is the fact that I allow them to have too much screen time or more screen time than maybe I think they should, is that contributing to them, you know, not doing well in school or screwing, not being as successful later? Like, who knows? I've, Am I a bad parent? 
I've thought about this actually. I've thought about this a little bit more, uh, I should say. And and I, I think it's less about how much screen time, right? I think we're focused on how much screen time. Of course we are. But yeah. I think we should be focused on what screen time. Mm -hmm. So what are they doing? Right? Like are they if they're watching Blippy TV, you should be brought up on some sort of charges of some kind. Like if you're well, watching they changed they changed host of that show. Are you aware of that? They no, like of course. I don't want to. I don't want to know anything about. It. If your kids are watching some Assembly Required or um, what's that other show? Um, whatever. There's another teen group show. If you're watching a show that is nothing but just like the stupidest, most base, banal humor, then yes, you should like. And and by the way, I'm I'm gonna be the first one that they cart off because like I'm like I've I'm like look, we can't listen to this stupid, stupid show. It's giving you nothing. And it's got it's a real bone of contention because all three of them, which is hard to find, they love uh, some assembly required. It, it when I what say it, it's the about? stupidest show, it's about these kids who took over a toy show, a toy factory, and they put out and it's every joke is so dumb. Like it's not even it's the laziest, most boring, banal. It's like I thought he was a toilet seat. Like it's just I could do any, you know anybody could write and it's. It's so dumb. It's so awful. My kids um, watch something called like it's like called like Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Nat. Oh, you I don't know about that. that. Yeah, but I just look. But but then I'm like, look. If but then then there's Odd Squad, right? And dude, yeah. Odd Squad is well, like yes. it, it's next level. It's so smart. It's so fun. Or Simpsons. You want to watch the watch the Simpsons? Like Simpsons yeah. It's great. Also, if your kid is doing two hours of Minecraft. That's fine they're, they're, because what they're doing is they're problem solving and they're building. By the way, okay, they're not they're not actually like building with blocks, but they're building online. Yeah. And quite frankly, and I'll, I'm going to just put this out there, um, you know, our kids are going to need to know how to program. Like they're going to need to know how to speak sure. Spanish or English. Like that's going to be just a language. They're going to need to know what, like how to communicate with people. So I'm okay with like a fair amount of like just un but it's a what are they working on minecraft is a hundred percent like guaranteed the the best if they're into minecraft that's great roblox not so much created equal right exactly so that's what i think like maybe just like let's change let's reframe the conversation from too much screen time to like what kind of screen time are you doing because at the end of the day look our kids are going to have to know technology they're going to have to be super fluid in it and and I, and it got me thinking. I, I was watching this YouTube of this family that's like lives lives kind of off grid, and their kids are like on dirt bikes, and it's awesome, and it looks amazing. They're and I, it got but they have a YouTube channel. Cool. Yeah, 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 dude. Come on, everyone does. <laughs> Give me a break here. And they're like in a van. No, they're not. But like the point is, is that those kids are like they're out in the wild, and they're they're doing all this amazing stuff, and they're probably never or rarely on screens. But I, I almost had a thought, like, I wonder if that's going to impact them. Like, but not be, like imagine just not being on screens and being 13 or 14. They or won't whatever. be able to survive. If, if there isn't I, I don't some know. kind of, like, if there isn't some kind of conflict that sends us back to the Stone Age, like in the Thunderdome, Mad Max, <laughs> yeah. they're going to be screwed because they're not going to have any of the skills. They won't be able to survive. That's one of the things Cassie Rouse is worried about, raising humans who can survive without me. Um Sometimes I worry about that for sure. Like my 10 year old, like will ask me to like butter his toast. Cause he's like, it takes me too long. I'm like what? <laughs> takes you too long to butter. Oh my God. Well, no, but that's, that's us. Like yes, my, my wife and I, my, my 13 year old's like, uh, can you make me ramen? Yeah. And I'm like, what? No. Dude, it's water in a bowl in the microwave. Yeah. Like, yeah, but if it's so hot and my mom says it might scald me or like you did, you said, don't go to use the toaster oven. And I'm like, what? I, we fucked this up. Yes. Use a sharp knife. Bad parenting. See, this is the thing, though. I think this is, this comes with the more involved we are and, like, supposedly more enlightened exactly. parents and, like, older generation I think backfires because you're, yes. like, yes. you're over your kid's shoulder showing how yes. to do stuff, and then, then they can't do anything independently. So that's, exactly. again, you think that at a certain point, especially when they're young, you think you're, like, being a better parent than, like, exactly. you know, I they're rolling around the backseat of a station wagon. But in reality, they're, you're robbing them of some uh, – No, really. Some You just – honestly, you need yeah. to just – you as the parent sometimes you just need to fuck off like just let them alone and then this is a big one as long as they're not making noise if they're making noise just, <laughs> yeah. just destroy shut them right just shut down. it all down shut that down but if they're like 
doing their thing. I don't know. Like, I just, I'm like, I don't know. Well, look, so we're we're talking about, you know, trying to equip our kids with skills they need to survive and be independent and knowledge they need to live successful lives and as, 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 you know, well-adjusted adults, right? The flip side of that or the part and parcel with that is the concern about not about being a bad parent, but about having bad kids and not like a kid who's like bad at school, although I'm sure that's part of it, but more like, you know, sure, I want my kids to have tools and be successful, but ultimately, like most parents want their kids to be like nice people. Right. Mm. Um, And it's a lot of the concerns I got from parents were like Jamie Lou 303 says, like, I'm worried that I'm failing because I think my kids are bigger assholes than most kids. She's like, I don't know how to fix that. Felsham, who who actually lives in my neighborhood, says that she's what stresses her out the most is when her kids are assholes to other people. It makes her feel like she's really she really fucked things up. Franny MD81, she says, I'm most worried about like the thing that stresses me out the most is the thought that no matter how hard I try, my kids might still end up assholes, right? Like yeah, it's the thing, you don't know, right? You really desperately want to raise kids who are nice and who are like the good kids and aren't bullies. And that comes up a lot too. Parents worried about their kids being bullied, but also their kids being Yeah, bullied. well the, exactly. And look, I think that there is you can't it's it's hard you're gonna have your kid if your kid is popular that means that that there's some social hierarchy that that's just that's just how it's gonna be that's just how it's gonna be there's some social hierarchy there and the key is is like uh well in my mind at least is as i always tell my daughter i'm like look just keep it within those who can like if you're gonna by the way making fun of people is a huge part of like cult like becoming friends and you know you're like you know shut up dude and you know you're rubbing each other and, like you're making and being being able to exactly talk shit be able to like uh you know have the piss taken out of you take the piss out of other people it it brings you down a couple notches you're able to kind of mix it up with people but the key is is as long as you're doing it with folk that the in a way that's clever it's the number one thing i'm like look just be like you're doing it in a that's that's funny right and or yeah exactly and also just don't do it where it's an easy target and like you can't make fun of someone if they have a physical thing or you know obviously you just punch up always punch up yeah and if that doesn't work just punch down a little bit and then punch to the side and go for the neck as well it's a weak spot being self-deprecating and like making fun of yourself being able to laugh at yourself is huge exactly for a variety of different reasons yeah keeps you humble it lets people know you can take a joke that's really important right so i do think you know one of my concerns is like a lot of times you're just kind of like you know i don't care what my kid's into as long as he's like not into being a bully or like making like being a dick to other kids like having a compassionate kind kid or not having one is i think a real source for concern but you but, mentioned like the social hierarchy at school yeah that's something as our kids get older, my kids going into middle school, your kids going into high school. There's no avoiding that. Right? No, you got yeah, it's it's going to happen and, and look, it's tough. I mean, like the thing is is I'd to have your your kid have friends is so important, right? And then I you know, to not have friends is so also so What was that it, like for you? Uh well, you know, for <laughs> me it was so easy because nobody wanted to talk to me. Not anybody. Um, mainly because I was punching every which way yep. and uh, they were like, wow, this guy's such a dick. This guy's such a dick. Yeah. Swinging your arms all over the place. No one could get close. To you. Yeah. But I, I did see, you know, my, uh, my son who's six is, uh, you know, he's at the park. He, he's quite physical, but that's because he's like in like a Lenny kind of way. Like I love yeah. you and I hold you and I, you know, it's like just too tight, too tight. He's got a burn uh, off for multiple breakfasts too. Right? Yeah, he's got a burn. He's just a big, he's a big lad, um, and he enjoys multiple breakfasts. He's a, but, he's a look at this. He's a big unit. What do they call him? <laughs> he's a unit. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. a unit. Yeah, and so, but you know, I've seen him in situations where someone's like being a real dick, like just being a dick, and yeah. and and it, it like takes him a second. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I just, I like. It's I've been you know I like that he he can kind of think through the situation and decide what makes sense uh, which is either to be like like get lost or whatever you know and or just if like, he needs to wreck some shit yeah or he can just nice. like the beefy yeah. boy he hasn't done that though but yeah well so a lot of people did mention social problems so Francis underscore RG mentioned hypocrite friendships which is I think 
something like that is difficult, right? So it's one thing if like if your kid's getting bullied, right? So that's something to worry about. And yeah. like Bailey C zero nine two one mentions peer interactions, which again, like watching your kids learn how to be social is sometimes you need to really sit back and be like, yeah, they need to learn let how to play interact. Out. They need to, to learn how to deal with kids. So Francis underscore RG mentioned hypocrite friendships. So like if you realize there's like a friend who's taking advantage of you or doing whatever, like maybe depending on the like severity of it, the parent can be like, hey, this is what's happening. We don't like the way this interaction is really imbalanced. But you're hoping that maybe the kid notices themselves. And it's like, I'm not getting anything out of this. I, you know, it's not being reciprocated. This is weird for me. Like kids need to learn all of that stuff. And I think watching like whether like awkward social interactions or social interactions where your kid gets a short end of the stick for whatever reason or gets victimized, whether he's bullied or yeah. there's some other drama. Like, I think that's going to be fucking excruciating. It already is when your kids are little, Yeah. but like in high school where you really can't really do much, they don't really probably don't really want to hear from you that much. It's not going to be easy to be on the sidelines for that kind of thing. So well, I, I mean, that. if you think about it now, right. I mean, there's nothing worse than like finding out, right yeah. that there was a party that weekend that obviously yeah. you didn't go to or something like that i mean that's, excluded, you know yeah. that that's that's what i've heard um <laughs> no but the point is is like now with social media you know it's so much more important and to kind of go back to screen time for a second just a little bit like look these are tools right and your kids have to know how to navigate them and they're you know um it, it there's there is uh, there, I don't know what it is what age it is but there is a right age to to kind of have your kids kind of start social media and to understand both the positive and the negative you don't want them posting shit like that they shouldn't be posting of no. them, like taking like taking pictures like endless selfies it's just never a good idea right yeah. like so but then also be, because once you get to high school man it's all about dude it's all about you know, starting a gram, starting a, you know, having a fit, like so, being tagging yourself and like, yeah, really quick. One second. So Bex Turner 1988 says she's worried that her kid's going to be bullied like she was at school. And I'm assuming she was born in 1988. And my first thought was it's not going to be anything like how you were bullied at school because no. it's going to be social media based. Right. Like, exactly. You're going to get bullied online because you, you didn't start a, or maybe you didn't start Instagram or Instagram sucks or your selfies suck or there's comments anonymous comments people bullying you through that kind of stuff it's a whole other ball well game. well also but by the way it's not just it's not bullying the way we know it is mm -hmm. it, what it is is this it's and and i've seen this it's it's um people calling other people out yeah, yeah, yeah for doing one thing or another and you're like yo that's like not even a thing like whatever that person did is like and and i'm uh, the only thing i'll say is like i never really was talked to my parents about stuff almost mm -hmm. ever I don't think I ever mentioned anything that happened at school. Like you if I did, games. I was always like, yep, everything's good, great, everything's fine, whatever. But I I love that my daughter's like, you know, will we'll fill me in. And yeah. I reciprocate by being like, yeah, that person sounds like a real you dick. You love the drama, though. You love, like, like <laughs> no, but I like, I like being, at the very least, I like that she um, feels like she can kind of talk to me about whatever and i feel so rather than being like oh don't worry about it i'm like oh i kind of get in the mud i'm like no that's that sounds like it. i like i make some calls i'm like that that's a person or in that situation you were being the dick like right. it sounds like right like and i'll, like, I'll like, offer the asshole you're, yeah you're and she'll be like no that's not true and then you know and i'm like well this is this is why i'm saying that because of x y and z but uh, the point is, is that as opposed to bullying, so bullying is like Chet with the sweater, uh, you know, and like the, you know, the with the like the the you know the rich the kid versus the poor kid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the like the jock versus the non-jocks. We got to yeah, like nowadays. Yeah, nowadays it's like, you know, like it's at, you're, it's coming at it all sides. It's like different, right? Whoa, I don't know if. <laughs> What was that? So, someone outside is having a good time. Um, nice. Good for them. Yeah. You know what? New York is back, baby. New York's Post back, baby. It must yeah. be springtime. Yeah. But yes, the social media bullying is an entirely different thing, and it's a, a new thing to be concerned about. Um, you know, obviously, it's one of the reasons you want to wait and, and teach your kid, help hopefully they understand social media before they get on it. Not only the bullying that can, and like the, that kind of bullying through social media can have an effect, but also just like, putting up like selfies and, and like not getting as many like likes as you anticipated 
can be bad for your like self-esteem as a kid right. or whatever, right? So that's another big concern parents have about their kids is their anxiety and mental health. Boyerstein says, I'm really worried about my kid's anxiety and how he acts out at school as a result. Emma Davies, 13, says she's worried her kids will grow up to be like her and have her anxiety slash depression and low self-worth. I think that the rise of social media has really upped kids' anxiety and low self-esteem and depression and that kind of stuff just because they're tethered to their phones and shit can be pretty negative on there, whether it's bullying or otherwise always comparing themselves to to other people. Like they look at my Instagram, they're like, I'll never be as fun as <laughs> Dad Barry. What am I doing with well, my Well, they always, they look at it and they're like, oh my God, I feel so much better about myself. <laughs> Thank you. This guy's That's in his nice. 40s making me. <laughs> That's great. Um, wow. Yeah, ahead. I look, I, I th- look, by the way, I think also, uh, mental, from what I'm seeing, uh, you know, as a almost high schooler, uh, the anxiety, depression, these are now becoming, uh, you know, very talked about. It's like kind of yeah, very kind true. of on fleek yeah. to be able to, you know, even within the, you know, they're like, oh, this person has this, this person has that. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone's kind of naming. They're like, oh, are you on this yeah, yeah. drug? <laughs> are you on this drug? So it, in some ways, it's just different. And I, I don't know how I don't it's hard to say, obviously, uh, our perspective is it's that it's it's different, which means it doesn't make sense. And it's not. Generation great. Gap. Yeah, it is a generation gap. But I think the key I, the only thing I can think of is like as long as you use they can use the tools correctly, i.e. just do not fucking take naked pictures of yourself. Like that's number one, like which I've said. I've said just don't don't do it. Don't ever, 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 ever do it. Sometimes. You're like, What's that? Just you say it to yourself. In the mirror, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm don't standing there. The I'm standing there and I'm like, just don't do it. Just don't do it. You look so good. But I have, yeah, no, I have reverse uh, body dysmorphia where my <laughs> body, I think my body looks much better than it actually yeah. does. <laughs> And uh, and it's really awful in in photos, yeah. So um, so speaking of how awful your body looks, um, nutrition <laughs> was another big issue. Um, so our friend Mary Stewart said that she worries about what her kids eat and don't eat. Um, and in parentheses, she said because they eat total garbage. <laughs> I know that can't be true. I know it can't be true either. Mary she Stewart, that's not true. Too much. Um, I think certainly during like the pandemic a lot of things became about convenience um and some of the food stuff certainly did here it was just it was hard to go grocery shopping um you know there were shortages on some food sometimes certainly at the beginning it's very easy to make chicken nuggets and fries from a bag or mac and cheese or whatever um and and somebody else a friend of mine designer daddy um he's another dad blogger said that he's worried about his son's picky eating habits i'm like my kids have picky eating habits too mostly they'll grow out of that like you just you just do as you get older and you're hungrier and more interested in different stuff. I don't think that's something you, you should be too concerned about. But E. Stocko says he wants his kid to have or she wants her kids to have a good relationship with food and its effect on their body and that kind of stuff. And when it comes to picky eating, I think it's important to be able to recognize, like, is my kid a picky eater because he doesn't like stuff or is yeah. he a picky eater because he's worried he's getting fat or whatever because his Instagram selfies aren't getting enough likes. Right. You got to make <laughs> sure they're, they're focused on the right things. Yeah. Mary Stewart's husband mostly just eats bags of hot peanut fries. butter. Yeah, Takis. Yeah, hot peanut butter Takis. and the Sour Patch Kids, basically. Yeah. yeah, he's a candy dude. I've never been a candy yeah. dude, but he loves candy dude. Bottle yeah. caps. Yeah. Get yeah. out of here, man. Get out well, of here. Well, I mean, look, I, I would also say. So I mean, the food thing maybe is a little more of a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, my my daughters to eat like like literally like birds, and then yeah. there's and then there's my son who <laughs> he literally eats birds. Yeah, like, I was just, just gonna like, say he would eat like, a bird. Spit that out. But I I also do think that we need to give ourselves and everyone a big ass break with sure. all this stuff. Like the other thing is that you know like so. That Mary Stewart. Except for Mary Stewart, which is like that's horrible. I can't believe she, she lets her her kids eat that stuff. It's awful. Uh, but I think that um, you know you, there you got to kind of pick. You have to pick your battles. Twenty twenty one was is in my opinion much worse so far than twenty twenty was. Twenty twenty there was that kind of honeymoon period where you're like this is crazy. I can't believe this is happening. Then the summer happened. You're like okay, I feel like it's gonna be okay, but it's also weird. And then there's like. We know the vaccine's coming, but it's still everyone's Not being here. a total dick about it. Da da da. 
and but now we've had to kind of live that next it, it, it's the longest yard you know that we've gone yeah. through so all this little stuff you know i think we let just go. gotta be a, i think we just gotta like let it go and and just focus on the things that are the most important like the i i personally think the mental health stuff is it's enormous is, is the key because really like the food that stuff will come you know what i mean like you you can you know you just try a bunch of different foods i don't know whatever you know what try an impossible burger just give it a try you know i've had one i've had one is it good it's good yeah i'll never eat that shit it's okay (laughs) it's weird i'm like why is it red why is it running red make this experience similar it doesn't taste it it's it doesn't uh yeah i mean it's just very different it almost it it yeah it's 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 not horrible it's actually pretty it's just a very different it's different yeah taste yeah yeah it's weird that they keep trying to like you know fit it into like the meat hole to make it seem like meat when it's not well i don't fitting it into the meat hole did not that did not come out the way yeah <laughs> yeah it's exactly. a weird st- sentence yeah it is but not for the internet the internet loves that sentence so meat holes yeah exactly big meat holes uh Crazy cat lady Katie is concerned about potty training. Um, and my big thing, do you like that? I refer to that as a meat hole. My, <laughs> my thing about potty training is it sucks. Um, it's inconvenient. It's not a fun period of time. Um, but the odds of your kid being like 18 and still being in diapers is really quite slim. So don't stress out about it too much. Yeah. You know, it sucks for when it's happening, but you know, this too shall pass. Or if, probably. or if he is in diapers, it's obviously been an awesome party. So just give him a break. Or you know what? Maybe she, he's got a hell of a YouTube channel. And he's raking. Ah, there you go. Diaper action. You know what that's about. Um, <laughs> so one of the big concerns, I, I think my wife is very tuned into this. She gets very stressed out and nervous about not only nervous, but like anxious and sad, but also nervous about kids growing up and not only the world they're going to face, um, but just like for her personally, like not having the little cute guy who wants to snuggle anymore and that kind of thing. Um, but a bunch of people did mention kind of milestones. Call me Becca Key. Becca C said the potty training and moving her kid from crib to bed. Again, like these are things to have. Wait, a these bit are of stressful about. things. Okay. Well, these are like this is kind of like a small thing. Like every parent has to do this and go through I see, it, yeah. and you're gonna be fine, right? Kelbrett 636, like finding the right junior high for her kid, and he doesn't even go to junior high for two years. We were just going through that. I won't lie, Mom and Barry did most of the heavy lifting and like the yeah. school selection, but like. Waiting to hear if your kid got into where he wanted to go, if his friends are there, are going to be in there at all, which is tricky when there's so many options in New York right. City. Um, so that certainly gave me anxiety. Here's a real one. Hill Boo Bear says it's a long way off, but she's worried about teaching her kid to drive. I'm not so much worried about teaching my kid to drive as worried about my kid driving. Mm. I, I, I'm not excited about living in a world in which he's driving and I have to think about the fact that he's out there driving and yeah. I'm nervous all the time yeah because because you're like he, he's gonna know where you live yeah he, know, he knows your back. routine he knows your routine he, he knows when you're outside you haven't seen him in a couple off. you haven't seen him in a couple months you know he's out there with a car he all you need you need time. to get to the store but you know uh, yeah, check he, it. Could, he could come get me anytime i should never have given him my address looking over your shoulder the whole time listening to that for engine rev <laughs> Alia Brahim 17 says she's worried about college applications. I am too. That's a lot of paperwork. Um, not yeah, but not it. for you, and not no. for you. This is for your bloody kid to do. You, this. There is no way when you were applying to college, you did it all. You had help from your parents. I, I don't think. I mean, no, not not a lot. No, maybe from your uh, English teacher. Yeah, sure, but that that's what they're paid to do. Yeah, is to help you do it. Not yeah, well, my, I, parents, my I, mom helped. My mom helped. I don't remember with what, but like organizing the papers, probably. I had to write the essays. My dad wrote oh. my essays. What, what, why, why, why did you white out the clarinet part? You know what? That's what got me into the school I went to. I was going to say the Ivy League. I'm like, no one's going to believe that. I, I'm, just, I'm just not interested in that process. And and the large part of, of what gives you anxiety is, is my kid going to get in somewhere you know, good enough that will help him be successful. And I don't mean by what he learns there. I mean by who he meets in the network because yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, but also, like, are they going to get into the school they want to go to? Um, are they getting into school? Dude, that's, that, I'm not, that's 100% my number one strategy. That's of number one? Is, is uh, education, yeah. 100%. Their futures? 
No, it's just it's 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 a combination of critical thinking. It's really yeah. the most uh, not just critical thinking, but also um, it's good to like know a bunch of stuff, right? It's good to know have a lot of context behind you know how different things happen across the globe, and uh, it's that especially in the United States, like that's the the rest of the world is is not particularly like focused on in education, e- even in higher education. Like it's so it's really bizarre. Well, not it's not that bizarre because I understand why, but because um, America is so fucking huge, um, and that's something that I don't think most people in the rest of the world understand. Yeah, but we also think we're the best, and we think that like our history is the real history, and our shit is the real shit, and they think uh, the rest of the world is less important. I don't think well, the kids growing up do as much, but that's sort of embedded in the American experience, which is it, why it is actually geography, it is. kids were also terrible at geography because we're taught that all that matters is the 50 states, bitch. Well, that's why. I mean, look, I grew up in, in the UK and like and, you know, just everything is there like an hour. Go. Everything's an hour away. You have France. Everything's right there. And of course, everything is much, much closer. Right. And so the difference being is like the same time it takes you to go from London to Paris, you can go from New York to Boston. I mean, just think yeah. of that. Like, no, no, I'm sorry. That's that's like almost, I think, maybe twice as long. Yeah. I mean, New York to Boston is four countries. Yeah. I mean, you can go to multiple. So the point is, is that that because a lot of people are like, oh, God, America is so stupid. And there's just and and that's not not true. I mean, that is true um, that they're like, but. But also at the same time, just this vastness well, of the yeah, states yeah, yeah. and all the stuff that's going on is. is well, it's... we should honestly be a whole bunch of different countries, right? But that's why I like. <laughs> well, yeah. But third. personally, I, that's why I like. I like this the, that city, the the city education system, because you're you're just you're, you're you're meeting all these different types Exposed of people. Exposed to all sorts. Yeah, of exactly. Stuff, diversity. Yeah. We did an entire episode. You guys go back in our archives. We did an yeah. episode of why city living. It's so beautiful. We also did an episode on the education system and what parents want from it, that kind of stuff. Um, and now, right now, we're doing an episode on what stresses parents out. We got a few more, um, some random stuff to go. Um, so this one I wanted to point out. So Lulu Love Jinx says that she gets stressed out by her kid wanting her, always wanting her to play with him and enter and her to entertain him. Yes. Yes, I know it's stupid. I'm like, no. It's this not. This is one of the things that stresses me out it's all the time. Way. It's and a it big one. With like, am I being a bad parent if sometimes I don't want to do that? Yeah, no. Am I being right. a bad parent because I don't want to play with my kid? Yeah. And I'm like, no. no, 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 no. Like, that's okay. You are okay to not want to play with your kid every fucking time your kid wants to play. Thank you. That shouldn't be the case. No. Your kid should know how to play by themselves. You're a person too. You deserve to have your own dreams in your own in your own life. That isn't beholden to this kid that you didn't ask for this kid to be born. It just Thanks, happened. Mike. The tear that's falling down my cheek. <laughs> it's not but your I fault. Agree. It's You're not, not your a fault. Bad, thank you. You're not a and, 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 and there's another blogger, Ariana Bradford, who's uh, who's um, written about this on like Medium or whatever about you're not a bad parent just because you don't like get down on the floor and play with your kid all the time. Not every parent is good at that or wants to do it, and you're entitled to be like, hey, fuck off, kid. Yes. I'm going to go do some shit. Not just that, you. but I think you're really you, – it's important to be like, no, do not play with me. You have boundaries. to de- – no, not just boundaries. Actually, I think it's important for the kid to oh. develop their own mind by how to occupy their own fucking mind about how I to put blocks together. Yeah. Exactly, because otherwise, that's re- I th- that might be the biggest issue. Because if you're constantly playing with your kid, that means that in order to make creative things happen, you have to be there, yeah. and that is going to make for a kid that can't think, you know, he creatively needs, themselves. He needs to create his own sparks. Or she, because girls or can she. be stupid Come too. On, be real though. Really dumb. Um. <laughs> So uh, 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 to wrap up, a bunch of people mentioned balance, um, which I thought was was huge. And we've talked about this before. So Shamaret, um, she said that she worries about the scheduling and balancing work and school and child care, um, which is really tough. I don't know if it's gotten better or worse during the pandemic. I think it depends on your household because everyone's been home a lot more. But you're also kind of having to give your family the cold shoulder more when you're like in their presence because you have to do work and everything kind of blurs together. Um, But certainly like, you know, the commute and getting home and then like your wife is done with the kids and you have to take them and like she needs to have some time alone which she doesn't have at all. 
and right. you're working and you feel like you're not there enough for the kids. Like this is a real source of anxiety for working parents and just any parents with more than one kid, just balancing all of their needs can be really difficult. And you're with your own, especially. Yeah. I mean, I would say a hundred, I, w- I, I would say that goes to both parents. Just, you know, you want to be, you, a, a, you know, now it's going from like the mom, the dad, it's just a parent because the moms and the dads are doing equal amounts of work at this point. Like I know, uh, or, you know, in, in, in that context of you're both working, you're both having to run home and like, you know, coordinate the babysitter or whatever it is. I, I, I know a good friend of mine, um, he does the major. He, they both work. He has his own business. It's very successful. He does 90% of all the childcare organizing, right? So like, well, like all of it. So like coordinating the babysitter, getting this person picked up, going there, like checking the schools out. I mean, it's like, it's amazing what he does. And it's, and obviously uh, his wife does a a bunch too, but just definitely not as much as he's doing. The point is, is um, dads are better, I guess. That's my point. I agree. Well, it's funny you should say that because Father's Day is coming up. Uh, We're going to do an episode discussing, I think, um, on, on some level, one angle or another, how much, why dads are better, um, just in general, specific ways we're better, what makes yeah. us better. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Get, whether it's just this blind self-confidence, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I feel like it's just, we're just, it's just better. I'm very comfortable being wrong, I think. So it helps. <laughs> I, <that>. I live <laughs> in being wrong. Just ask anyone in my family um, so, how comfortable I am. One last bit of anxiety I wanted to bring up, because I think this is a pretty good, we talk about uh, the parenting competition. We talked about that earlier. So Amy Lynn B5 says she worries about passing on any of the bad traits that she has to her kids um, or seeing the bad traits her husband has going to her kids. I got to say, I worry about this too, but I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely dominating. My (laughs) is like all of my bullshit, like in one person. And the best part about it is I'm just looking at it. I'm like, I am just an unbearable person. <laughs> I've created, I've created my self-image. Your Prometheus uh, is, yeah, yeah. is just this the most yeah ridiculous I doomed, thing. I doomed myself to a lifetime of living with myself. Um, I have I, I have definitely passed on some just awful stupid traits that I am. I have no idea how to break. Although I just, I have to, I just address that. I'm like, don't do that. Dad, you do that all the time. And I'm like, look, I know, uh, but just, I'm just asking you not to do that. <laughs> said, so what you said was like, you don't know how to, you have to like parent out your bad characteristics and your bad trait from your kid. So like sometimes my kid will literally say, when I'll scold him for something and I'm being a huge hypocrite, yeah, yeah. they'll be like, you do that too. And either I'll be like, well, I'm the parent, like, I'm a little right. loud, you know, we're not the same. Or I'll be like, yeah, I've literally said this. I'm like, you're supposed to be better than me. Like, <laughs> That's like, a good one. I'm That's not, actually a great way to I'm go. I'm not right when I do that, right? Like, I want you to be better than me. And instead, like, I'm seeing him do the stuff yeah. that I do. And, like, it's not easy, like, to parent your, your bad traits out of your kid. Somebody mentioned one of their fears was um, repeating the cycle, right? And I think a lot of it does come, like, both the good stuff and the bad stuff you learn or you yeah. internalize from your parents informs the way you raise your own kids. And if yeah. you don't recognize what the bad stuff is, it is going to kind of keep going. And even if you do recognize the bad stuff, it's not easy. If you're the person who created it or they're emulating you, yeah. you've got to like fix yourself first to be able to fix them. And I'm not gonna Oh my God, no one wants to do that. But Mike, what I really liked about what you just said is like, if you can just own a self-burn that's then there you go that's 90 percent of parenting but dad you do it all the time i know and i'm awful yes self-burn and then and then just be like and then immediately open your arms be like do you want to come in and get some of this burn and they're like no i don't want nothing to do with you and you're like great then don't do that turn it on them flip it on them i appreciate you giving me a little bit of credit i do say to my kids a lot you think you're better than me and then if they if they don't say yes i get mad at them i'm like the answer is yes you better think you're better than me. I'm trash. I'm trash. You're not trash. Well, I mean, you're a Dolphins fan. So, look, you're you're getting there. You're recovering they're trash. They're on the come up. They're on oh the come up. Yeah. All right. We will talk about the Dolphins in the fall around episode 130 or something, I assume, is when football will start again. We're around like 103, 104. 
come a long way. Oh you my God! Look at you. Life. Well, look at you. Look at you pointing to the bleachers as if there's going to be 30 more of these things. <laughs> oh, there God. definitely are. We're doing oh it. God. I don't know. I got to pick a number that we got to make it to. You're and just then pointing. We can let it go at that point. But I well, appreciate you being back with me this week. It's been yeah. a few. They've been busy. Yeah. But I appreciate it as well. And I also appreciate the number of people who have uh, rated us on iTunes. That I very much appreciate. If you could do that, that would be amazing. Also, um, yeah, leave a comment. Let's let us uh, hear from you on YouTube. That's what we do. It's a it's the slowest growing channel on YouTube. It is is like you cannot find a slower growing YouTube channel. I dare you. I dare you. It's my find. Fault. I haven't been to the gym in, in like a year, right? So once I start picking uh, that up, I got to catch some of your reverse uh, body dysmorphia. Yeah. Coming exactly. on here with tank tops and yeah. stuff, even though yeah. I have no way warrant it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. But yeah, I, we do appreciate the ratings. Uh, subscribe, tell your friends, check us out on YouTube. Um, Mom and Beard will be back. You know, yes. we try to do like a, we try to work more on the schedule every other week. Yeah. Um, I'm here all the time, every time I got. As always. Nothing as always. Some reason that really rankled you. I don't understand why. Um, But we'll be back next week. And then soon, like I said, Father's Day uh, episode coming up. We got to think of something special to do and then not actually think of anything and not do anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We just should say it here. (laughs) And then we should connect with each other like two hours before the show. (laughs) And just be like, Father's Day question mark. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, Pete. Cool. Pleasure, All right, Mike. As always. Same to you. Namaste. And to everyone out there, love you. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Peace out.